Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. Would you like to know what you really are? I think I had a life here. What aren't you telling me? You've come a long way, but you're not as strong as you think. Just the beginning. I'm not gonna fight your war. I'm gonna end it. What's going on, everybody? This is Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I am back at the movies. <laughs> so much like uh, with a big premiere from last year, Black Panther, I am going to uh, go see Captain Marvel. International Women's Day is tomorrow, March 8th, and I just happened to get off work. I kind of came home, got off a little bit early today, and thought, well, why wait until the 8th to see the movie? If they have showtimes available today, why not do that? <laughs> so I uh, actually, on the way home, called my local theater and asked them about, you know, if there's any tickets left, because I felt like if there weren't any tickets left, then it wasn't meant for me to go today, and I'll just wait until tomorrow or the weekend or something, but... Lo and behold, there were quite a few seats available. So I raced up there, paid for my ticket, uh, and brought my ass back home. I'm going to lay down for a minute. But before kind of getting up and getting ready, I did want to do a quick little check-in and kind of talk about this movie. Now, I've said before, I've released uh, two guides to Carol Danvers on YouTube and on SoundCloud and everywhere else you get your podcast. But I have deliberately kind of stayed away from Carol Danvers. And I know this is going to sound bad, but it's not in a way that's negative. Much like with my coverage of Deadly Class, I knew that the movie was coming and I wanted to get some history. But of late, of the last like maybe months or year or so, I've been of the mind that even if this is something that I know about, I want to separate myself from it and just accept what the live action is giving me um there are always going to be these uh critiques about oh it's not this it's not that it's whatever it's this and, the third. and i get that but i'm of a mind that ne- nothing things can be adapted from book to screen but it doesn't have to be beat by beat the exact same uh, not that this is a deadly class podcast, but the thing that I like what they're doing over there on sci-fi is that they're taking a comic and they're keeping the story true to the comic, but they're altering it slightly in a way that makes sense. So if you haven't read the book, you're still getting the full experience. And if you go back and read the book, then you're like, oh, OK, I can see what they pulled from. I'm hoping the same will happen for Carol Danvers. After I watch this film, I'm going to go in a deep dive in her history i touched on a few things 
kind of surface level things in my guide to Carol Danvers. Uh, and though you could say, oh, well, you just said you didn't want to look at, but yeah, I said that, but the things that I looked at weren't deep dives into the storylines. It was just the surface, who, what, where, when, and why of Carol Danvers. Just kind of the bare minimum to get you ready for the film if you didn't know who this woman is. Um, another thing, I was at work and there was a guy who I, I know who he is. We're not buddy, buddy, but I mentioned to a few coworkers that, okay, hey, I think I might want to go see Captain Marvel this weekend. And this man walked over to me and said, that movie's going to be trash. I was like, what? What? I said, well, you, you know, this is the first day. Like, it's not even... <laughs> It's not even showing yet. I'm sure others have seen it, like advanced screenings, but nobody who we know. I said, what do you mean? Yeah, it's going to be trash. The reviews are mixed. I said, oh, brother, come on. So I said, seriously? He said, yeah, because I heard that she's going to be full Cree. And I'm like, man, that's the thing that has you upset? And he went on a whole list of things about how, well, some people who I know seen this, they didn't like it and this and that. And I'm like, man, first and foremost, we are two totally different people. The fact that you are angry and upset that she might possibly, because at the time of this recording, I have not seen the movie yet. Full-blooded Cree? How is that? A th I mean, and, and, and that kind of goes back to what I said before, having everything be beat by beat. And I, I told him, I said, well, there are a lot of things that might change. And there are a lot of things that may stay the same. I said, I know when I first found out about Captain Marvel that Brie Larson would be Captain Marvel, I think in the way that a lot of people had issues with Gal Gadot, Gadot? Gadot Gal <laughs> being um, Wonder Woman, for me, I was like, oh, well, you know, Brie Larson is a bit small, but then I thought about it, like, what the fuck ever? Like, she clearly won this role. I don't know if she auditioned. I don't know if they picked her, handpicked her. I saw her in Room. She was very good in that. So my hesitation to her was very uh, small if not even there at all it was just an observation like oh she seems rather small for this character that being said i said man you understand that they're fitting brie larson captain marvel carol danvers into this larger marvel universe that's already been going on for umpteen years and you're upset that they might change or alter certain things i said man carol danvers was so closely associated with mutants for such a long time there are things that they, they being Marvel, Marvel Studios and Disney, probably can't do or won't do with this character because this was something that was set in motion well before this Marvel Fox deal. Uh, needless to say, I did not argue with this man. I told him, well, you know, your opinions are your own and you're entitled to them, but don't try to ruin my experience with your issues because it didn't even he didn't come from a place of man i don't know about this film you know i'm a i'm a comic historian or i'm a i'm a true to like whatever I, I like my comics to be a certain way it was more or less like man it's just gonna be trash i'm like man that's i digress i don't want to give too much energy to that situation but i just kind of threw me off a bit like man you ain't even seen no one has seen this film yet but whatever all, again, getting back to the point, <laughs> I have yet to see Captain Marvel. I'm excited to go in and watch this movie. Uh, I got me one single solitary ticket, and I found me a seat in the back off to the side, and I'm going to get my little, little snacks from home, stuff them in my pockets. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going I'm going to enjoy the movie. And I'm, if I don't like it, which I highly doubt, then I'm going to be honest about that. But I won't have my dislike for the movie rooted in 
Oh, she's full-blooded Cree. <sighs> Whatever. Um, the chick the who is playing, I think, the Monica Rambeau character, and forgive me for not, like, pulling this information up, but I wanted to kind of get this out before I got ready to go see the film. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her. I'm looking forward to see how Carol Danvers is treated, not even just as this superhero, but just as a movie led by a woman. Uh, we've had Black Widow forever in a day, and we haven't had a Black Widow movie. That's one of the places where I felt like the Disney Marvel Studios really messed up. She's been running along with the boys for so long, and yet, where's her solo film? Um, but whatever. I'm, I'm excited to see what the story is. I'm hoping that in true Jordan Peele fashion, <laughs> that Marvel has given us images with the trailer but kind of fucks us all up and hit us with a bunch of plot twists in the movie. That's really what I would what I would want from the film. Uh, I'm also going into this movie knowing that this is opening day, so it may be loud. There may be a lot of people cheering. There might be some things that I don't hear or that I don't see or whatever just because of how big of an event this is, and I'm fine with that. You know, I'm probably going to see the movie a few times anyways, but I'm not going to <laughs> be upset. Like, oh, there were kids in the theater, and they were doing this, and that. no, it's not that kind of party. I'm just excited. Uh, when I went to pick up my ticket, there was a lady outside. Oh, my God. This just, like, warmed my heart. And I, I think I'm really leaning into my nerdiness, my comic nerdiness. There was a lady outside who, if I give her age, I'd say maybe 23 to 27-ish. Young white girl dressed in full Captain Marvel garb. And I was like, man. Like, because you know movie theaters are big. They're massive. And, like, the front sidewalk or porch, so to speak, of a theater usually extends far out so that, you know, people can get dropped off or you can walk in, maybe if there's lines. But she was just by herself on the phone in her full Captain Marvel Creed uniform and swinging her little lunchbox. And the more I looked at her, I'm like, man, this is a young girl. She fits the aesthetic, uh, white, blonde hair, whatever. She had on her little glasses. Uh, and then her lunch pail was the same. I'm sure this was intentional. Same color scheme as the outfit, like the burgundy, the dark navy blue, the gold trim. And I don't know. She could have been talking to someone about picking her up, about showing up, meeting some people. But seeing her in her full garb dressed while people are just walking in and out of the theater with their like nine to five clothes or kids with the little, you know, shorts and, and, and t-shirts and stuff. I was like, man, what a time to be alive. You know, um, I just, I'm, I'm excited. So though I'm not dressing my ass up in nothing, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try to find me digging the crates and see if I can find a Marvel shirt. I don't have anything Captain Marvel, but whatever. Uh, okay, at this point, I do feel like I'm rambling. So, guys, next time you hear me, I will have seen uh, Captain Marvel, and I will be harder, further, and faster than before. So, uh, <laughs> check back with me, uh, and uh, let's discuss this gosh dang movie. <laughs> we need heroes. We need you. Captain Marvel she is about somebody who goes on a journey of discovery. And I think it was really important for Brie to learn how to fight. By the time we started shooting, I had been training for nine months. And I'm glad that I did. Doing fight sequences up and down a train for three days. 
kind of alive. The thing that I found so unique about this character was that sense of humor mixed with total capability and whatever challenge comes her way. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. Which I realized after going to Air Force Base is really what Air Force pilots are like. That's a yes or no question. Yes. We simulated a dogfight. We were on the offense, we were on the defense. We got to 6.5 Gs. It was amazing. It's a lot, a lot of work. She brings so much of that to the role. It's pretty awesome. All right, y'all, and I am back. So, I am, <laughs> bruh, if nothing else, I am higher, faster, and further than I was before going to see that damn movie. I'm not even overselling it when I tell you Marvel motherfucking did that. I I don't even know where to begin. Okay, so first of all, overall initial thoughts. I'm I'll do non-spoiler stuff. Might do a little bit of spoilers at the end. I don't know, but enjoyed the film. Duh. Good movie overall, start to finish. It really stood out to me from other Marvel movies because there seems to be a formula when you come to these. You know, I don't want to say major blockbusters, but these big movies. Captain Marvel, from start to finish, was a good movie. The cinematography, the score, the soundtrack specifically, the costume design, the hair and makeup, the, uh, I guess, is it still makeup? The, like, the, the, the prosthetics and the alien shit, all of that, phenomenal. Uh, this de-aged Samuel Jackson uh, Phil Colson and, and Nick Fury, dope as hell. Um, lighting, all that shit. All the technical things that go into making a movie were absolutely magnificent in this film. Story. Story was so fucking good. And I lean into the excitement because this movie, which I don't want to say is an afterthought. How, how am I saying this? No one knew in 2008 that we would get, when we got the first Iron Man, that we would get such an amazing, expansive universe. I'm sure this was the end game. <laughs> See what I did there? But who knew that going forward? I'm sure Marvel hoped for, but didn't know how the world at large would receive this um, this this extended universe. Marvel did a great job at folding in Captain Marvel so seamlessly in a way that made so much sense, in a way that felt genuine, in a way that felt as if, which I'm sure once we watch, once Endgame comes and goes, and maybe say uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, or no, no, Far From Home, excuse me, and when you're able to sit down and watch the Marvel Universe in chronological order, in the universe, not chronological in the release date of the movies. I'm sure this is going to give the rest of the Marvel Universe a very different... Uh, you're going to watch it with a different lens. Amazing. Brie Larson did her motherfucking thing. As I tweeted before, she doesn't owe me. Carol Danvers from accounting does not owe me a motherfucking thing. This movie... And take my nerd card if you want. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy either one. I was interested but not motivated to see them. I'll after watching this, I have to go back and watch them. So that's my confi- these is my confessions. So 
Brie Larson as Carol Danvers injected so much humor into this movie where I didn't think when I, when I seen the trailers for Captain Marvel, when I've read over the bit of history that I've learned, I didn't think comedy. I didn't think humor. And it gives me humor in a way that I feel people got from Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, I haven't seen it, so take my nerd card. But it was such a light movie. It was a heavy movie. It was an emotional movie. It had plot twists here and there. Like, that, all in all, I, there's, there's not a whole lot that I can say that won't be repetitive, but this was a really good film. Now, I took some notes while watching the movie, but I really, it, it doesn't even need to be said. I will be going to see this film again. Um, the nostalgia that was pumped into this movie was done very tastefully. I feel like with this being a quote-unquote period piece, you could have been really heavy on the throwback stuff. I feel like when people want to convey that something is old school, they slam you over the head with it. I think in the sense of, uh, let's see, Stranger Things, they did that, but it worked with that property. It, it it felt like all of those things at once. Whereas Captain Marvel, I don't know, well, I would imagine this is intentional. It was very nostalgic, but subtle. Um, there are times where if someone had a cell phone, things would probably be a bit easier. But they didn't harp on, uh, like, oh, like there's a, a, a few times where there are, try not to give spoilers. Well, there, okay, there are a few times where phone booths are used. And I feel like I could say that because I think in one of the trailers, whatever phone booths are used we know that the blockbuster video store is going to appear there are but but i feel like the trailers gave us more of that than what was in the film which was very good because it was subtle like the, the cars some the clothing the way of dress some of the buildings some of the references the music especially but the music i don't really count that because you always get that with films like this you always get the music to kind of reflect the times or the mood that you want people to feel but i'm going to spoil this there was a, a five four three two one spoilers there was a track that was being played during a very specific fight that was so obvious but it was so good. i guess it's not really a spoiler but just know you will know what i'm talking about when you get to it um the Cree, the scroll uh monica rambeau um again this movie delivered on a lot of um a lot of things that i had faith that it would but they did it in a in a, a slightly altered way like I do have predictions about certain things that will come down the pipeline or certain things that I think will happen or could happen or probably are set in place uh, one of which being the Monica Rambeau thing like I said I don't want to spoil that uh, let me see what else the music was damn good in the movie the soundtrack will be a good walk down memory lane um the infancy of the MCU. 
Again, going back to the way that this film was put together, there was so much thought and care put into, God, like, okay, so the movie itself was a good movie, a good story, beginning, middle, end, had a lot of plot twists, kept you on your feet, had you interested. But the way in which they wove in the larger MCU, like, and I don't know, I know for me as a writer, author, whatever, when I write, some things are easier than others. One series that I write, it might be easier to write the characters. The next one I write may be easier to write, you know, one specific character and and the, the setting or whatnot. What I think this film did well was create a prequel for the MCU. But it seemed just as deliberate as the story that they were telling. If that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Hit me up. Use the hashtag CBN pod. I guess I should have said that. <laughs> and let me know your thoughts. They did such a good job at kickstarting the MCU with this film. And it didn't feel like it was like a last minute um, shoved in. Because you could see as the events unfolded in the film. You could see what. It gave weight to. That first Iron Man movie. It gave weight to Nick Fury showing up. I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Like it gave weight to it in a way that before I think we had to kind of imagine it. And I don't know if a lot of people even thought about where this came from. It was just, you know, these are good movies and let's go on the ride. But yeah, soundtrack was good. Music was good. The the the, the folding in the larger MCU was great. Stan Lee's cameo was freaking amazing. Um, and it was just like, you know, every other cameo, but I, I really need to watch it again. And for those of you who haven't seen it yet, while you're listening to this, please be sure to pay heavy attention to him. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, what he was doing or any of that, but pay attention to, cause he's not on screen for long, but when you first see him pay very close attention to him, cause I think it's something that probably isn't either an Easter egg or it's just something that's relevant, but it, it, by the time I thought to look at the entire surroundings of the film and not just look at Stanley and be so excited to see him, I um I did I, I, I didn't I couldn't rewind. Hell <laughs> I couldn't rewind it. Um Yeah, so oh and this was a scary movie and not scary in the sense that it was a horror movie, but there were certain parts in this film that felt very much like they were kind of switching genres or they were taking cues from other genres. There were like some horror elements that kind of shook me. And it wasn't that oh, I'm just scared of scary movies. It was just that I wasn't expecting what they were giving me. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. Carol, her story, not just the, the, the film, the way that her, her uh, kind of hero's journey was, piece together weaving in these different plot twists that nobody the shit kept you on your toes because you some of the stuff may be predictable but i feel like it's not predictable in the sense that oh, i know what's going to happen i think it's predictable in the sense that once you get to a certain part and you've been paying attention and the um let's see the the pieces have been laid out for you very subtly you might guess something like right before it happens i don't know but that's like that's what my experience was it did not take away from the film um marvell 
fantastic. Uh, it, I don't. It was a feel good movie. Uh, Maria was fucking phenomenal. And then y'all, okay, aesthetically speaking, Carol Danvers, you know, conventionally attractive white woman, activist, feminist, nice lady. But to see Samuel Jackson's dark skin ass and Maria Rambeau's dark skin ass on that on that screen and having a role in the film that wasn't relegated to magical negro wise beyond your years negro passive need to be saved uh, or put carol in this position of the quote-unquote white savior bruh they had fully flushed out characters specifically maria i just in the in the chemistry between the cast was very much like Oh, we have been kicking it for years. Oh, we are homegirls and homeboys, and this is what we do. It was so freaking good, y'all. I, I'm so excited. So, um, let's see. Am I going to get into spoilers? Mm. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'll say this. Um, let me see. Okay, this is where there'll be spoilers. I'm in five, four, three, two, one. So, I'm not going to give... I'm not necessarily going to give spoilers. I think I'm just going to discuss some parts of the film generally, but in a way that it may, I'm going to do my damnedest to stay away from spoilers, but just know that from here on out, I'm, I'm going to dance around, but something might come out, but I don't plan on it. Um, speaking specifically about Carol Danvers in the comics, she has a lot of stories that are tied to, Mutants, which, okay, I think this won't be spoilers. She has a lot of stories that are tied to mutants. Um, and she spent a lot of time with Xavier and X-Men and whatnot. And if you've listened to the Carol Danvers, the guide to Carol Danvers that I released on YouTube and SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and Google and Stitcher and all that good stuff, you'll know that she, you know, she has a relationship with one specifically, a very interesting relationship. I'm wondering if we're going to get that explored throughout the next few years in the MCU. The other thing is the way that they folded Carol into one to kick off the MCU and then two explain a lot of things, which people were saying like, you know, where the fuck you been this whole time? All these years that we've been fighting, you know, and looking for infinity stones or whatever else, but they did it in such an amazing way. It made sense. It made sense to the her movie and it made sense to the larger MCU. I am hoping, well, I'm assuming or hoping, or both, that her entrance into the MCU will be her replacing uh, Steve Rogers as the, like, he's the golden boy, the prodigal son, the the um, conscience of the MCU, or whatever. Whatever he is on his pedestal, I think she's more than capable of knocking him the fuck off and taking that spot. Um, I think that with her ties to mutants in the comics being so close, I would imagine that her presence in the MCU helps kick off the mutant whatever in a more seamless way. Or even the the Fantastic Four. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the plans are for either one of these properties. But because we've seen the things that she's done, uh, the things that um, are associated with her... um, and some of the people that she's met, I'm, I'm, 
I'm looking forward to where she fits and where her story goes from here on out. Um, what else was it? It was her and the mutants. And then, oh, she gave, oh, they very much gave us the Phoenix that we deserved. The, the Phoenix that we've been wanting. And seeing the handling of Carol and her powers in this film makes me very, very excited to see what Marvel's going to do when they get their hands officially and, and start folding in the mutants into the MCU, be it TV shows, streaming services, uh, not so much animated shows, but the, the larger films. Like, I want to see. Like, it was, man, this was a good-ass film. Um, this line, I have nothing to prove to you. Mm, 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 mm. Um, then the post credit scenes. I won't spoil those. Just know those are good too so those of you who are really into the marvel universe and been following from day one and even marvel comics forever in a day i think that we could all agree after all the said and done that this is a good way it, that they did a good job with one kicking off the mcu chronologically in in universe um and also wrapping up a lot of loose ends and I think we do have our kind of golden child to take us through the next couple phases for Marvel. And I was thinking that because, you know, uh, Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, and Hawkeye, I believe that's it, have been there from day one. You know, they've been here since the beginning movies. Cool. Their contracts are running up. Some of them are leaving. Some are dying. She is going to usher in this new wave. Brie Larson is is new. She's younger, um. So we we're, we're probably going to get her for you know at least at least three or four other movies at the very least, and I cannot wait to see what those next few movies are. While watching the film, I'll kind of end with this. I uh, was remembering my coworker from before. And him, in addition to all the guys online, guys and gals who are just comic purists who were so angry about this Miss Marvel, excuse me, Captain Marvel, and about her wanting uh, to not just be interviewed by cishet white men, but wanting to be have a diverse panel and a diverse journal, journalist, excuse me, interview. Jesus, I can't talk. <laughs> a diverse group of people covering her, interviewing her in the, in the film, which only makes sense. If you find fault with this movie, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Like this is the best thing since sliced bread. But I think that because people have the attitudes that he has and that guys and people like them have to find fault with this movie, I, I think you have to come more, you got to come harder with than just, oh, she's Cree or, oh, this ain't how it is in the comics or all oh, this or all oh, that, because there's so many things that are not like they were in the comics so many things that have been altered to fit the larger story in addition to that i think it's been said and i don't remember where so forgive me if someone does know please tweet me carefree black carefree blurred at cbm pod but i if i'm understanding correctly the mcu is in continuity in the larger marvel universe but it's its own 
universe. You know, the universes have different distinctions. The 616, which is the main Marvel universe. And like Age of Apocalypse has its own distinction. I believe um, Age of X-Men that's going on right now has its own distinction. So all that being said, like I said before, everything is not going to be beat by beat how it is in the comics. <laughs> not only because that it's so much history to pull from that you just couldn't do that. But also that a lot of the stuff that went on in the last 10 years at Marvel MCU had to have happened without the mutants. Things had to be altered and changed. So getting back to my point, if you're finding fault with this movie, that's your prerogative. You can do that. But try to look at why. And I'm not saying that there aren't critiques to be made. I'm sure there are. I'm gassed up because I just saw the movie and I'm so excited. If I take a couple steps back, I might find a couple things that I don't really like or things that I felt could have had happened differently. But that being said, get, have it be more than just her being a woman. Because a lot of the critiques that I've heard have been things that are based on like Brie Larson, like being upset with her because she wanted more than just cis hetero white men to interview her what does that have to do with the movie itself as far as you critiquing oh it ain't gonna be a good movie the rotten tomatoes but debacle and it's just <clears throat> not gonna get that too much of my energy i just know that i enjoyed this film i plan on seeing it again i would love to talk to you all about this film uh i know there's a what is it a two weeks spoiler ban i don't plan on spoiling anything i don't really think i did in this uh, kind of review or reaction to the film rather I would like to hear your thoughts once you see the film let me know tweet me um CBN pod and let me know what are your thoughts on the movie what's your favorite character what's a favorite scene what's something you didn't like what's something you did like uh did you like the comedy did you like the slight horror elements did you like the technology do you think this is a convincing first kickoff film for the larger Marvel Universe. Are you excited to see how she, Carol Danvers, is folded into uh, future films like Endgame and whatever else? Um, with her being introduced, do you think we're going to get Kamala Khan anytime soon? Are we going to get Miles Morales? Are we going to get Amadeus Cho? Do you think, is that too much? There's just, I just want to make this a conversation because I really enjoyed this film. And I don't know, just Marvel, Marvel did their thing. And um, Brie Larson, you did your thing. And the whole cast, every, no, not one person in this film felt weak or dead weight or like they couldn't act or that they didn't contribute something to the story. Even the like extras and side characters, uh, and I say extras and side characters, not just the people like walking around and running around in the city, but the people who maybe have had one or two lines, like um, there's a security guard who I think did a phenomenal job. It was, you know, it's just, it's, I think it was a good film. And I would implore you all to go out and see it and, and report back and let me know how you feeling about it, uh, Lieutenant Listener. <laughs> uh, so all that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to my reactions and my ramblings about this film. Please share your thoughts with me about the film, CBN Pod. Check me out on all your podcasts, listening apps, streaming services, and whatnot. 
Uh, check me out on YouTube. I have a couple videos up there. And I'm um, trying to kind of build that up a bit. Don't judge me. It's all new. <laughs> uh, if you want to email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Please check out the other shows that are in the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Shout out to BYNK Radio. That's the fam right there. And until next time, guys, stay carefree, nerdy, geeky, and go higher, further, and faster. All right.